0: An old way of thinking, propped up by new technologies, faces the threat of a world ascending beyond its ancient approach. Clutching to their outdated concepts, extinction is all but inevitable. Welcome to another episode of the Pardon My Prophecy podcast, presented by Undiscovered Gaming. Honest opinions, average people, great friends. I'm your host, Undiscovered Prophet. If you listened to the last episode first, let me apologize for the amount of bodily noises you might have heard come from my mouth. I'm still experimenting with a new mic, and I bought some new equipment for this episode, so hopefully that'll fix some of the issues. If you did manage to suffer through that last episode, you also know I talked about Google Stadia and how I feel it's going to completely shake up the way we play games in the future and really put pressure on established platforms like Sony and Microsoft. If you're looking for some enlightenment or possibly studying the bodily noises one can make with their mouth for maybe a biology project, go back and check out the last episode on Spotify only. Just search for Pardon My Prophecy. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at HearTheProphecy and get my opinions on everything happening in gaming, tech, and entertainment news every day. Today, however, I'm going to be talking to you about the next generation of gaming consoles that has recently been announced, those being the PS5 and Project Scarlet, the new Xbox. Could this be the last generation of gaming consoles that we see ever? Will they be able to even keep innovating enough to compete with game streaming services like Google Stadia and the others that will surely follow in their footsteps? For the moment, though, I'd like to get back and discuss the opening prophecy for today's show. An old way of thinking, propped up by new technologies, faces the threat of a world ascending beyond its ancient approach. Clutching to their outdated concepts, extinction is all but inevitable what i'm basically saying here is that sony and microsoft keep hanging on to the idea that the future of gaming is still in a box and they're using the improved technologies of today to kind of keep that idea shiny and new for their fans but if you heard my last episode i talked about Google's statement from earlier this year when they announced google stadia the future of gaming is not a box and i fully believe that concept and because Sony and Microsoft refuse to acknowledge this, their companies are sure to fail. And when this happens, their new consoles, no matter how shiny and new they might be, even powerful, they're just going to be paperweights. While we're here, I might as well touch on some of the features of the next generation of consoles coming, because for at least this next generation, they're going to still be a big part of gaming, and a lot of people are going to have them. Details of the PS5 are more prevalent than the Xbox, even though they're both probably going to be the same, so we'll uh, start with the PS5. The PS5, it's still going to have the disc drive, which I'm not sure why they keep hanging on to it. Even Xbox is going to have a disc drive, they said, because they have fans that still get pleasure out of owning the disc games. And... That may be true, but, I mean, 90% of people buy games digitally now. It's just the way it is. Why get the disk drive? I mean, it holds the technology back, holding on to this stupid, outdated concept that people still want to have a game on a disk. They're they're still going to buy games, whether they prefer it on a disk or not. I mean, just get rid of it. Nobody needs it. I mean... I still have drawers full of PlayStation 2 games. It's just you don't need to take up the space anymore. The technology has improved. Drop the disk drive. Nobody needs it. And hanging on to that nostalgia, they're still, with the PS5, going to have backwards compatibility with the PS4 games. Why do we insist on having backwards compatibility with PS4 games? You still own a PS4. You can still play your PS4 games I promise it still works it it's unnecessary to have the backwards compatibility in the disk drive it holds the technology back having this in there why put outdated technology in this next generation of consoles because you have this handful of people that hey man you, you you want you want to go back and play grand Theft auto 4 you ever think about that like dude we can buy digitally on the store for five dollars yeah man but but we got the discs right here you know I, I prefer discs I, I'm a big disc gamer. go buy it on the store for five dollars It's the next generation it'll be cheap I'm sure trying to move on here the ps5 will still support the old psvr headsets they do plan on putting out an updated version of it at some point i believe but um they're still going to make sure the ps5 will support the old psvr that way you don't have to go spend another what was it 200 300 bucks for the psvr headset it was a lot so it makes sense to actually hang on to that old technology because it was so expensive also, the PS5, it's going to support 8K picture quality with ray tracing capabilities. The It does have 3D audio, they're saying. So, I think they're going to try to make a more immersive experience is the way it sounds. Um, especially, it's going to work well if you play with your headset on, the 3D audio. So, they're trying to really get people immersed in the games, I think, with this one. Now, it has the 8-core AMD processor and the big one, the SSD storage system. That's kind of what the new Xbox and PS5 are running with. It's supposed to cut down on load times, a big deal. Just like it would in a gaming PC, if anybody's ever built one, you understand. Um, I, I don't know. It's... It'd be cool. You kind of need it now with the games getting bigger. But, uh... I don't know. It just seems kind of bland to me right now. Sure, it'll be faster. It'll have new games. Better graphics, I guess. I don't know. Nothing really blows me away. It's kind of like a new iPhone. Like, yeah, it's cool. New, shiny. Got some new features. But, I don't know. Nothing's really new about it. It's not like them... Uh... I don't know what phones they are, but... the the ones with the folding screens on them that's pretty cool I'd like to have one of them but uh, all my stuff is tied into Apple so good luck with that there hasn't really been a price announcement for it yet I'm thinking it could be still around that $400 range I don't think they can make it $500 I just I feel like that would steer a lot of people away from it but I do see a possibility of it dropping at $500. Now moving on to the new Xbox Project Scarlet features. Um, The details are a little more unconfirmed with the new Xbox even though it's gonna probably drop before the PS5 does. They say it's gonna have a custom AMD processor in it. Possibly eight cores. It's unconfirmed though. Um, Reportedly They're saying it's four times more powerful than the Xbox One X, which, if you listen to the last episode, I talked about a little bit and said it had six teraflops of power. Four times six teraflops, 24 teraflops of power. I don't don't know. I don't see it producing that much. I'm not sure, though, but I, I just think that seems like a lot to me it does say it has possibility of running 120 hertz frame rates at 8k resolution with ray tracing so like the ps5 probably going to have pretty great graphics um a lot of the new games i think are going to be pretty beautiful games just like the newer ones were on the this generation like uh, red dead it was pretty awesome looking and horizon zero dawn that game was pretty beautiful um Like the PS5, it has the SSD storage system in it, faster load times, gonna be a big deal in both of them. And yes, in case you were wondering, it still has a disk drive. For you freaks out there that still want that. Both have it, so you won't be left out yet. It's uh, sad news to hear because you are Ridiculous. Rumors do point to two new Xbox consoles coming with Project Scarlet, codename Anaconda and Lockhart. I think the specs here are for the more powerful one, obviously the high-end version. And they're talking about another one, a cheaper version, probably more streaming-based system. Um, I think it's going to be to combat fans refusing to pay the higher price of the system they wanted to release. Kind of like when the Xbox One dropped at $500 because it had the Kinect originally. The PS4 came in at $400. A lot more people bought that because they couldn't justify paying another $100 for the Xbox One just because it has a Kinect. Yeah, it's cool. I like it. The Kinect is neat. You can talk to your Xbox... It's unnecessary to have in the original release for another $100. It just, the, the features weren't that great to justify putting it in there. If you want it, sure, you can go buy it. You can probably buy Connect for 50 bucks whenever it came out or whatever. I don't remember what it was. But the point is, the price drop at $500 over the PS5 only, ha- or PS4 only having $400, It was a big deal, and a lot of fans didn't want to pay it. So I think these two different Xboxes, uh, it's trying to combat that and make sure they have a cheaper version for people that don't want to pay it. Kind of those moms that want to get their kid a new gaming console, but they don't want to pay the stupid amount of money this new Xbox is probably going to cost. My guess is that the uh, high-end one, it could drop at $500, maybe 550 maybe a little more. Um, that way they could drop the other one, the streaming version. Maybe they drop it without a hard drive in it. That could cut the price down a lot. It doesn't have as high speeds and all that. And you can maybe sell that for $400 right there in that sweet spot like everybody wants maybe even less, if you cut the hard drive out of it, I think you might be able to get away for selling it for 350 If they can sell the cheap version of the new Xbox for 350 even if it's a streaming version and there's no hard drive for it, I think a lot more people would buy it. Because you, you're going to have those people that are going to spend the $500, $600 on the new Xbox high-end version just because they want it. They're hardcore fanboys. You know how that is. But I, a lot of people aren't going to pay the higher prices. so I think that's the reason for the two different Xboxes coming out. And in case you missed it the new Xbox does come out holiday 2020. Um, they're thinking the PS5 probably it doesn't have an announced date yet but Maybe late 2020, early, maybe February 2021, somewhere around that time is when they're thinking that'll drop. Now, since the announcement of Google Stadia back in March, and it gaining a lot of momentum here recently, really starting to look like a competitive force in gaming to stay, Sony and Microsoft have been scrambling to emphasize their capabilities of streaming their games too. Every time Sony has come out to talk about the PS5, they have also emphasized how it will improve the usability of their remote play streaming feature. A feature that has barely been used since its announcement because of the many problems it's had. Remote play also depends on the specs of the PlayStation to run it, unlike Google Stadia which utilizes Google's data centers all over the world. This doesn't require its users to go out and buy any extra hardware for 400 or $500. All anybody needs with Google Stadia is an optional controller and a device with a screen and access to the internet. All of those, everyone in the civilized world basically has already. The accessibility Google Stadia offers is the driving force that Sony and Microsoft haven't figured out a way to combat. I emphasize Sony always talking about the remote play, but Microsoft is just as bad, if not worse, since the announcement of Stadia always going on about their streaming capabilities, too. But again, the big problem is that the Xbox is still required to be on and run the games in order to stream them just like the PlayStation. The fact that their streaming services, Xbox and um, PlayStation, Require the gaming consoles to actually be on to still run the games because they haven't figured out how to do it just like Google does because they're not as big as Google does. They don't have data centers all over the world to run these games. It's going to be a big turnoff if streaming games actually takes over like I think it's going to. And to do it with Microsoft and Sony you have to first pay $500 to be able to do it because they have to run the games through their console still with Google all you have to do is have access to the internet and a screen their controllers are 60 bucks so you have a $60 investment other than all the bills you already pay for internet and TV anyway so it's kind of they, they need to figure it out if they're gonna compete with Google because streaming games is the future now this may be another episode and a new prophecy, but the theme remains that streaming games is the future, and tethering people to an expensive console to do it is just not going to lead to future success. Sony and Microsoft may not show it, but they are terrified of what the future holds for them, and they're doing what every wealthy entity facing a changing market has ever done in the history of the world buy up as many organizations of the industry as they can to prevent competition from having a leg to stand on. The entire Microsoft showcase at E3 this year was about how many new studios they've purchased over the last year, and I'm sure none of them are able to cross-platform produce any games. Go figure. And Sony here just recently announced they bought Insomniac games and it's become part of their playstation's worldwide studios now this poses a problem because i fear that the video game streaming wars that are sure to come will be fought with who has the best exclusive games rather than who actually has the best technology to produce a consumer friendly and high quality streaming experience my belief personally is that the best ideas will prevail, however, over the outdated, established gaming conglomerates who rely more on their loyal fan bases rather than creating a new way to revolutionize a stagnating industry. In the same way that Apple has year after year been been unable to give their fans anything truly new since the death of Steve Jobs, Microsoft and Sony will continue to repeat the same mistakes. The problem they have is that their fan bases will prove not nearly as loyal as Apple's has. Apple suffered the premature loss of their creative drive and direction as a company. What is Microsoft and Sony's excuse? The only thing I can see is that their time has come to fade away as Sega and Atari have so gracefully. Unless either one can find a way to show us that they're not comfortable with the age of technology we live in and really reach for the stars with the next iteration of consoles they roll out in 10 years or so, then the world will move past them. Now don't get me wrong. If this happens, they will be remembered as the companies that helped to put video games in the national eye with their esports and million dollar payouts along with the revolutionary upgrades in graphics and performance, and putting forth a way to immerse ourselves in some of the greatest stories of our generation. Horizon Zero Dawn, Mass Effect, Near Automata, Red Dead Redemption 2, some of the greatest stories I've ever played, But we will move on. That is what I see. This is my prophecy. And remember, my prophecy is truth.